BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi there, you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I am Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 279, how to fix dinner when you're never home. Welcome to fall, everyone. The start of school, the rhythms and routines of a new season, the low-key dread of the holidays that are far away, but like also not. My Japanese father-in-law, of all people, said at dinner the other day that it'll be Christmas before we know it. He is not the demographic for that kind of sentiment, you guys, and yet he feels it too. So we are just at the start of a lot, right? And it and it honestly already feels a little bit like the middle. So it's tough. If you missed it, last week we talked about how to manage your time this fall. That episode is an essential listen. Now you don't need to listen to it to make this one make sense or anything, but I just think the episode is full of gold. Like it is just essential. There are so many things about that episode that I loved creating and the feedback that I got last week confirmed it. So if you did not listen to that episode, go back one episode and make sure you catch it. The other thing I do not want you to miss is the holiday docket, which is the lazy genius guide to celebrating well. Basically, if you want a path that helps you plan all those holiday tasks and traditions and treasures, it is the resource for you. We have had it for three or four years now, and it is the top seller in our digital store for a very good reason. So check that out if you need holiday planning help. Okay, back to fall. The point is, the point is, there's a lot going on. (laughs) There's a lot of things that we're managing right now. And the one thing that never goes anywhere, no matter our season or stage of life, is food. We have to eat, you guys. Now, I love to eat so much, so it, it would not be a true statement for me to be like, it'd be great if we didn't have to worry about eating. I really like eating. But I also get why it would be easier to not worry about it. If somebody could just serve me food every day, that would be ideal. But since that is not the ideal for the majority of people, we have to figure it out. And this time of year is possibly the hardest time to figure it out. We go from summer where food rules are looser. We're grilling, we're eating at the pool. Now we are trying to figure out how to not turn on the oven and kids are home all the time. Snacking is prevalent, but it's all just like a little bit easier. I mean, it has its own set of challenges for sure, but part of the vibe of summer food is ease. No stress, baby. But also... Most of us prefer cooking in the fall and winter, like in cooler weather, because we like those recipes more. We can make recipes and meals that we're generally more comfortable with, like soup and stuff, you know? In fact, I think the challenge in feeding yourself and your people during fall right now, hear me, is not for a lack of recipes. It very much is not. The challenge for many of you is that we're never home. 
Now, this episode is likely geared mostly toward like families with kids, simply because that's where most of the activity comes from. But I have a friend who is single, has no kids, and she spends three or four nights a week doing extracurricular stuff with her friends. She works late one or two nights a week. And then like one night she's in an adult kickball league. Another night she plays volleyball, I think. The point is you don't have to have kids to feel like you're never home, right? Now, if you do have kids, especially ones that are older but cannot drive themselves around yet, it is a cluster. It is a cluster. So our personal life, like the in the Adachi home, our weeks right now include two working parents with jobs, piano lessons, youth group, math tutoring, and dance class. Now in the next month, we will also likely be adding saxophone lessons, after school art classes, four days a week, Lego club, and a night class that I am taking every other week. You guys, what is happening? And that's just like our baseline. That's just the baseline. Now, I've had this conversation with several friends recently, especially parents with more than one kid. Even if every kid has just one thing they do, it's still a ton of things to manage every week. And so many kids play a sport and an instrument or are in a club and they take tutoring or whatever. Most kids aren't just doing the one thing. Now, obviously, you can set limits in your own family based on what matters to you. But a friend of mine who is like me, she loves being home with her family. She wants to, you know, keep things pretty simple. Like we both seek to have pretty peaceful home lives with not a lot of extra. And we both still feel like it's too much. Like we're doing almost a bare minimum by many standards. And it's already close to the limit. So first, um, you're doing great. You're doing great. This season feels like a cluster because you have a lot of stuff on the calendar, most of which is crammed between 4 and 8 p.m. It is unfair, but it's also the reality. So today we are going to start with kindness towards ourselves and our people. We are going to keep resentment at bay for, quote unquote, being in this mess, right? We're not going to resent our children for having interests. It's likely no one's fault. Everyone is just trying to feel like themselves. And the more people you have in your house, the more activities are needed to meet everyone's needs. It's normal and very hard, but very normal. So in light of all that, how do we cook dinner? Oh my gosh, how do we cook dinner? How do we make sure everybody eats when we never seem to be home at actual dinner time or even at the same time? Again, it's a cluster. Now, here's what we normally do. We start with the recipe, with the what. What are we going to have for dinner? We Google dinners to take to the ball field or dinner made the night before or whatever, knowing that we barely have the energy to wash our face the night before, let alone make an entire meal. Or we start with the how, with the hacks and the special coolers and the meal plans specifically made for the busiest of people. And sometimes those things work. Sometimes they do, for sure. But we start with what and how, and I think that's starting in the wrong place. Now, for once, I am not gonna tell you to start with what matters. Shocker, I know. Were you expecting like a joke where I'm like, this is where you start, you guys? No, it's not. Not this time. I mean, yeah, it's great to know what matters. But my guess is what matters to you is some version of, I just need everybody to eat. 
fast food is acceptable, but like not all the time. Does that sound about right? <laughs> like we want it to be easy, right? We want things to be pretty automated. We recognize that the season of life is kind of nuts. We want flavor. We want things to taste good. We want to enjoy our food and we want to be together as much as we can. Sure. But we're also realistic grown-ups who know that we likely cannot have all of those things every single night, especially during soccer season or whatever, right? So here's what I want you to start with. When you're trying to fix dinner, but you're never home, I want you to start with when and where, and then maybe who. I want you to do it all at once because it's probably easier that way uh, since like all those things impact each other. But I want you to start with when and where. And then who? When will you eat? Where will you eat it? And who is going to eat together at that time? We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is True Accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius Podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've been lazy geniusing things for a lot of years now, but one thing that's at the root of almost every challenge we solve is a desire for more time. We want to get out the door in the morning, get dinner on the table, get all of our tasks done quickly so we have more time. The question is, time for what? The best way to add more time into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. For me, therapy helped me uncover what matters to me, the things I want to spend my time on so I can feel like myself more often. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TheLazyGenius today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TheLazyGenius. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's day i'm wearing love note a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone and annie is wearing bouquet a shimmery pink that matches her personality plus olive and june's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20 percent off your first manny system that's o-l-i-v-e-a-n-d-j-u-n-e.com slash l-a-z-y-g-e-n-i-u-s for 20 percent off your first manny system Okay, so all of these things make sense. The when, the where, and the who. We know what those words mean. But I want to break them down just to touch, you know, in this context. All right, when. When will you eat dinner? I think this is more flexible than you think. My suggestion is for you to set a time frame of like when dinner could go. But it's likely that any time between school letting out and your absolute latest dinner time is open for business. You don't have to eat dinner at six o'clock every single night is what I'm saying. You don't even have to eat what you consider dinner foods at dinner every single night. I think that's actually the problem is you think that you're supposed to fit a crazy season of life into a different season's shape, into a more predictable season of life. Dinner should be this kind of meal at this time of day. And if things are off of that ideal, then either you're doing it wrong or you just need to power through. And this is just not true. If you are a sports mom, if you are Aaron H. Moon, expecting a standard dinner to happen at 6 p.m. every night with the entire family is unreasonable and crazy making. If you are in a sports mom season or whatever your season is, you need to live in it. And part of that is widening the field of when dinner happens. The other thing is where. Where are you going to eat? You can eat at home. You can eat in the car when it's moving, in the car when it's stopped. You can eat on public transportation if that's how you get around, at the field or the studio or the classroom, at a restaurant, at somebody else's home. The combination of the where and the when is essential. We will eat at 4 p.m. at home before everybody takes off for their things. We will eat at 7 p.m in the car on the way home from everybody's things. We will eat in the parking lot of a restaurant in between everybody's things. Where and when. Look at the day and decide where and when dinner is best. Not what, where and when. So if we want to systemize this, I would like for you to look at your life maybe one week at a time. So During a season when you feel like you're never home and life is unpredictable, I want you to start small with one week at a time. Don't build the whole system based on your first week, okay? We're going to do this one week at a time. Start small. 
Try it for a week and see what happens. Now, you are also more likely to continue the system of one week at a time during this season. You don't have to become a planner for the rest of your life. It's going to be okay. But you are likely to continue this by deciding once when you're going to do it. I really believe that having a consistent day or time to look at this is going to really, really help you. So like we learned last week, put it in a routine or put it on your calendar. So when it's time to look at the week and make a plan for dinner, go day by day, when and where. Based on the practices and the games and the club meetings and the lessons and the energy and the hormones, whatever else is happening. When and where does dinner make the most sense? And getting to the who, not the band, you knew that joke was coming, right? Getting to the who, the obvious ideal for the who is everybody, right? You want everybody to eat dinner together, but that's just not always going to happen. So you can, I want you to consider the who in this process and you can either adjust dinner time to fit everyone or you just make a plan for the person who won't be there. Or if they're old enough, you tell them to make their own plan. You know, like, hey, you're on your own for dinner on Thursday, Charlie. You need anything? Or, you know, whatever it is. One more note about choosing when and where. The when can be a specific time, you know, like 6.30, a range, a time range, or just a, just related to another activity. For example, if you were to say that on Wednesday, you're going to eat at 7 p.m., Because soccer practice ends at 6.30. And yes, 7 is later than you'd like, but it's the season we're in. You know, you're you're being flexible. You're okay. But then your daughter is hanging out with a teammate or two after practice. And you're like, girl, come on. we got to get home for dinner. We need to eat at 7. You're paying attention to the clock. But what if instead on that particular day, you did not say 7 p.m., but you just said after soccer practice. And maybe your daughter has had a hard time making friends on this team So her hanging out with a couple of teammates is actually really great and worth waiting for and you don't want to rush it. And you don't have to because you've already decided that you're having dinner after practice, not at seven. Does that make sense? So for each day, for the purpose of each day, ask yourself, when and where will we eat? And will everybody be there? Once that is decided, now you figure out the what and the how. Now you figure out what you'll actually eat. If you start with that, if you start with the what, you're trying to figure out how to take chili, usually, a you know, maybe a brainless crowd pleaser at home, very easy to make, but you're trying to figure out how to take it to softball practice and it's dripping down your sweater because you're dragging a crock pot out of the trunk of your car. Now, I'm not making this up. I've seen parents with crock pots in the trunks of their car. Now, there is nothing wrong with that choice. But so often when we start with the meal, with the recipe, with the what in this season, when we're never home, we're going in the wrong order. So we have started with where, when, and who instead. That is going to inform your what and your how. You don't have to take chili in a crock pot in the trunk of the car unless you really want to and then go for it. So again, we're going to start with one week at a time, right? You're not building this big. You're going to start with just this week that's in front of you. You have written down uh, where and when you will eat. Now let's figure out what. I want you to avoid searching through the treasure trove of all the recipes you have ever made in your entire life and force them into the season. I do not want you to do that. Instead, guess what you need? You need a dinner cue. (gasps) You need a I'm never home dinner cue or a sports season dinner cue or whatever you want to call it. 
what are meal ideas that fit in the, in the when and the where that you're already thinking about? Look at meals you already make that everyone already likes, you know, your brainless crowd pleasers. Which ones would work in this season? Or at least some in certain like situations of the when and the where combo. Maybe chili is still a great option because you can make it in the crock pot or whatever in the morning and it's ready, but maybe you don't have to bring it in a crock pot. Maybe you have thermoses that you fill with chili in the 15 minutes you're home between school and practice and you take those with you, right? They're ready for whoever needs them whenever you decide when and where you're eating. Maybe you can do snack platters or pack picnic things that can be eaten without silverware. Maybe you cook the, uh, like the sloppy Joe stuff in the morning or the night before when you're already in the kitchen, you know, doing yesterday's dinner or something. And then when you get home, you just like heat it up in a skillet or the microwave or whatever. In fact, I think the what's, I think your meals, they might not change that much. I think really what you're dealing with now that you have started in the right order and you're starting with the when and the where, what really needs to adjust is the how. How are you going to get this food made? How's it going to work? How are you going to make this food or gather this food or pack this food to match the when and the where? So much of this is my absolute favorite thing because it's reverse engineering. I love reverse engineering. I love starting at the end and working my way backwards, which we already have started, right? We started with the when and the where, and we're moving backwards. When will you grab the food in order to eat it at that time and in that place that you decided, okay? When are you going to grab the food? And will you be cooking it then or will you cook it earlier? Can, can cooking that meal coincide with cooking the one from the night before? Or can you get into a rhythm maybe during the season of prepping some of tomorrow's meal during today's? Do you see how starting with the when and the where, it really turbocharges everything else? It helps you name what you need, what you don't, what you have time for, how often you need to shop, how important it might be to eat a homemade dinner at home on like Saturday night or Sunday breakfast or something, some fixed point for your entire family because the rest of the week is crazy, you know? But having that fixed point, it lessens the guilt of relying on convenience and takeout more often throughout the week or that you don't get to eat together as many days because you're prioritizing that thing. You just can't cram a different season into sports season. You can't do it. You're going to drive yourself crazy. You'll feel bad about the whole thing. You'll be frustrated at your people for being too involved in too many things. And then you'll be desperate for the season to be over, even though you actually kind of love it. And you'll deal with it by making choices that don't really align with what matters to you. So instead, name what matters. Live in your season and go in the right order. Start with the when and the where of when you're going to eat dinner. Decide once when you're going to make that plan, maybe week to week. Create a busy season dinner queue that you can just pull from. Be creative about it. Don't think it's weird if you're eating a full meal at 3.30 after school and you're snacking later. That's not weird. That's being an excellent problem solver. And then reverse engineer how you can make that meal happen in a way where, and listen up, where your expectations match the energy you're willing to give. I said that in an episode a few weeks ago about making work lunches, and the same is very true here. Match your expectations with the energy you're willing to give them. But the little sparkly key here is start with when and where. 
And that's how to fix dinner when you're never home. Okay, before we go, let's celebrate the Lazy Genius of the Week. This week, it is my buddy, Anna Sale. Anna Sale is the author of the book, Let's Talk About Hard Things, and the host of the podcast, Death, Sex, and Money. She is a delightful human, delightful, who I've loved getting to know over the last couple years. And she sent me this text last week that I want to read to you. I need you to know, I asked my children to put on their shoes before breakfast instead of right after when it's time to leave for school. And we were five minutes earlier in leaving. A lazy genius hack for the win. Okay, I share this text from Anna for two reasons. One, it's a great idea. Shoes are a whole thing. I mean, I have an entire episode on shoes, most of which is like how to get our kids to put them on and lose them less often. So putting shoes on before breakfast, when things are not as harried, that's going in the right order. Excellent, such a great idea. And likely one that a lot of you might be excited to try. And then the second reason I share it is because of how fun it is to discover something that seems so small, but is so life-changing, day-changing, and then you share it with someone else. Anna was excited about this new shoe discovery and she texted me her excitement. And then I got to be excited right alongside her. Sharing your tiny wins along with your frustrations and the mundane, those are the things that make relationships go. So like pick a pal and text them your little win. It's good for everybody when you do. So congratulations, Anna Sale, on being our Lazy Genius of the Week. All right, y'all, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you're walking away with a tool or two, even just a mindset to help you fix dinner even when you're never home. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would be amazing if you would share it with someone you think would like it. This podcast has always been an organic grower, and that's because of shares like yours. So thanks for passing it along to someone you think would be into it. All right, all thanks for listening. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra. I'll see you next week. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy.